the infinite serial. David Cyber, human operative for Omnet, angelic intelligence, has been dispatched to assist in a mission to neutralize a diabolical plot by the Order, the tyrannical totalitarian satanic deception overtaking the planet. Alfred Dragon, a Christian preacher, is an enemy of the state, forced to go underground to protect his ministry and his life. He's now protected by Omega-9, a Christian militia group based and hidden in the vast forests of the Great Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee. Cyber comes face to face with Dragon and is shocked to find that he's almost an exact double. Chapter 5 Dragon The Year 2025 Cyber stared at the face across the tent. The eyes were blue, hair brown, black, touch of red, curled locks edging over the forehead. Same age, early thirties. Dragon was an inch taller than Cyber, but weight proportional. Bone structure almost identical. My lord, said Cyber, even the Order's spatial recognition apps couldn't tell us apart. The double across from him crossed the dirt floor of the tent with a smile and extended hand. My name is Alfred Dragon, said the man. Pleased to meet me, said Cyber, shaking his hand. Dragon studied the face of David Cyber. Perfect, he said. Thank you so much for volunteering for this rather bizarre but most important mission, said Dragon. Of course, said Cyber. He looked about the room, Jen, Eli, at the image of himself. He was met with amused expressions. Is it possible that I may know that for which I have volunteered, said Cyber. Jen's voice was soft, sweet, and patient. Follow me, please. Jen turned back the flap of the tent and held it up for Dragon and Cyber. Cyber gave Eli an oriental bow. Nishwa, he said. Eli nodded. Cyber followed Dragon up the metal stairs. Jen took the lead down the dirt path, barely visible without knowing of its existence. Cyber's talk behind Dragon, branches and twigs snapped his face and wrists as he swam his way through the mass of invisible foliage. Within minutes, seemed like hours, Dragon stopped and extended his right hand behind him. Cyber halted. In moments, Dragon gestured Cyber forward. He could now see Jen clearly. He watched as she effortlessly lifted a steel lid of some sort in, in the ground, much too heavy for her tiny frame, and she beckoned the two toward the hatch. Cyber had only experienced a hint of her powers during the Stuttgart mission, where they'd first met. He smiled at the memory. He wasn't bad with acoustic, either. It was far from elaborate. The studio reminded him of the set of his final field trial before graduation from spy school at Fort Meade. Take over a radio station deep in the woods of enemy territory, interrogate the personnel, watch out for booby traps, confiscate any and all documents, and take control of the airwaves. Let the civilians know that we mean them no harm. We're here to help. We're here to help. It was a vintage Collins radio console, twist pots or volume controls, Sennheiser mic, no glass screen, no soundproofing baffles of mineral wood or fiberglass. It was a stark, dank 30 by 20 cement cage. Small TV monitor sat on the rack over the press wood desk that held the console. Dragon stood before the mic and dramatically swung his arms. "'Welcome to DBN,' said Dragon, the Dragon Broadcasting Network. Cyber perused the interior of the structure. "'Fallout shelter?' he asked. Dragon answered, 
Built in the mid-50s, height of the Cold War. In case of nuclear attack, children immediately shelter beneath your desks. This will give you a sense of security while your schoolhouse and everything in it becomes a fiery holocaust. This one, he said, spreading his hands and looking upward, this one was built by a group of uh, American veterans in the Korean War in 1957, abandoned in 1969. Now, along with your broadcast from the Clipped Eagle, it's a final conduit of the little remaining vestiges of truth available to mankind on the planet. But I must be missing something, said Cyber. I was under the impression that Alfred Dragon here had been turned by the order, had brainwashed drugs, isolation, MK-Ultra techniques, turned against God, against Jews, jacked up on violence and hatred. Jen lowered her eyes and gazed directly at Cyber. Go high, Cyber. The mind-control techniques of the order were quite effective. They've turned a disaffected reprobate with criminal tendencies into a murderer for the state, a terrorist, an assassin, capable of destroying lives with no remorse, no regret, and no desire for survival. Dragon took a remote from the desk at the Commons console, clicked on the TV monitor. The Order News Network logo, ONN, appeared on the lower left corner of the screen. Dragon cracked up the volume a click. Again, if anyone has any knowledge of the whereabouts of this individual, please call the number on your screen. He is an enemy of the state, a known anti-Semite and Christian demagogue. He is highly dangerous and is known to be planning a deadly attack within hours. This man has recently escaped from the custody of authorities, and any help from the public will be rewarded. His name is Alfred Dragon. Yes, the reprobate dissident who you, as faithful citizens, must assist in bringing to social justice. His face is seldom seen in public. For some of you, this may be your first glimpse of the traitor. The face on the screen stared back in freeze frame. Jen nodded toward Regan. Now there are three of us, he said. Cyber was beginning to see the light. So the order... His sucker to double, he said. Which, Alfred Dragon, am I? Jen's expression was inscrutable. You'll be successful, David. That's a promise. The chattering of the rotor blades pierced the heavy concrete of the bunker. Then came a vibration that rattled the very hinges of the hatch above. The vibration mellowed, and the flutter of the chopper's rotors gradually slowed. Elgin, said Jen. Come she said, taking Cyber by the hand. She nearly dragged him up the metal ladder. The bell Long Ranger had set down on the reinforced roof of the shelter. Jen led Cyber around the landing skids and through the downwash of the decelerating rotors to the right seat of the chopper. Elgin was in white, blue piping, dub on each collar. He offered a huge smile and powerful outreached arm as he pulled Cyber into the right-hand seat. Fasten your seatbelt, David, said Elgin. Cyber snapped the belt. Elgin lifted the cyclic stick. The machine slapped into the sky, and nose down galloped away from the setting sun. Cyber Omelette 7 Media Intelligence. Brought to you by Spider Investigations. SpiderEye. S-P-Y-D-E-R-P-I dot com. Have a great day.